This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Any news today, Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Rosie. That's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie. Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhaus. Welcome in to a milestone edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. This is episode number 40. I don't know why that's a milestone, but nice round number as we continue to pile up the episodes of this podcast. Jim Rosenhouse along with you, and uh, thanks as always for taking some time to listen and download our show. The Harold Ramirez edition, if you want to play the numbers game, he is number 40 for the Indians. We don't have a highlight, we don't have an interview with him, but it's simply his number that coincides with this episode today. So, uh, Harold, if you're tuned into the episode, thanks, pal. Anyway, we move forward. Uh, Tough one for the Tribe to close out the road trip in St. Louis on Wednesday night as they uh, dropped a lopsided decision to the Cardinals. Adam Wainwright was terrific after allowing two runs in the first, nothing after that. And I think the big story for the Indians, J.C. Mejia, unable to make it out of the first inning. And uh, he just had the pitch count pile up. Wasn't necessarily wild. He just couldn't put hitters away, and the Cardinals did a tremendous job of spoiling pitches. So uh, he just couldn't make it too far, and he's part of that development system. And and later on in our show, we're going to hear from James Harris, the Indians' vice president of player development, with an update on some prospects at Lake County. But I think we're going to see a lot of young pitching now over the next several weeks as the Indians try and make it to the All-Star break with a heavy schedule without off days with really just two experienced pitchers in Shane Bieber and Aaron Savali and now that rest of the rotation will really need to take a step forward with the the slew of off days behind this ball club they could kind of hide it a little bit but I think we saw last night what the dangers could be down the road but uh, for some perspective on that both short term and long term Terry Francona spoke to that after the game you know your thoughts on Mejia tonight you know, he started out, and he looked like he had good stuff. He was attacking. You know, he was following Hedgy. And then he just couldn't put – he couldn't put anybody away. You know, he was one pitch away. Um, you know, he wasn't able to work into the right-handers so they could he could get them off their breaking ball enough to, you know, other than get a foul ball. Um, you know, he had a really long at-bat – I think it was a 10 pitch at bat where he finally walked, you know, had, and it was a good, it was a close pitch. It was a ball, but it was close. Just, and then there was a swinging bunt. And then he, then he started shaking off. It was like, I don't know if he was getting frustrated, but he threw a curveball and a change up to Carpenter for the, the damage. I was going to ask, not pointing fingers, but we talked so much about his sinker being his oh, best pitch. Correct. Were you surprised by um, how many sink, how many sliders he did try to throw in that inning? Well, I, again, he was he was trying to get he's trying to do everything he could to get out of the inning. He just 
you know, if he would have been able to command his his sinker in, I think it would have opened up a way, and he just couldn't get it there. What did you think of Wainwright and what he was able to do? You, you know, he's first inning, he didn't look like he had his A stuff, but like like a lot of good veterans, man, they got him those runs, and he came out and just just put on a clinic. You know, he 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 threw all his pitches strikes. He changed speeds. The guys that he knew on our club that are aggressive, he he made them chase. He you know he just he he was he was terrific. We we had a really difficult time, obviously. Tito, what did you think of Mayton coming in in that situation? You know, he did such a good job. I think at one point he struck out five in a row, and then he gave up the double and the home run. That was a shame because I thought he threw the ball really, really well. You know, not you're headed home with this, you know, that stretch of games in front of you. What, what's the feeling with, uh, you know, with Mejia and Quantro right now when you look at the rotation as a whole? Well, I, I don't think we have to, Hoinsey. And, I mean, I understand your point, but we got an off day tomorrow. We got a game on Friday. You know, we, I think if we choose to look at it like that, it'll serve us better. You know, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I understand at some point you got to start getting some length out of, you know, more than two starters. But to start fretting about the next week, I don't think makes sense. If we, if it comes to a point and, and we need to worry, then we can, we can do that when it happens. But I think, Right now, we'll just get ourselves ready for Friday. So some things to work do. Uh, so some things to work through for the tribe as they move forward in the schedule, which is busy. Thirty in thirty-one days now, heading into the All-Star break, June the twenty-third, the only off day between now and the Major League All-Star break. Well, we mentioned earlier, James Harris stopped by to join us earlier this week to talk about the minor league system. He's the vice president of player development, and we wanted to focus this time around with James on Lake County, which is the new high A team for the Indians. There's been a flip-flop in terms of minor league baseball, a lot of reshuffling of affiliates and leagues and what level they're at. So Lake County goes from the low A Midwest League to the high A level. And uh, James says in terms of uh, the difference, just a different caliber of player with a, a lot of good young prospects at that level for the Indians. Yes, it's business as usual. Um, and it's, it's close to Cleveland, which makes it really cool because we can get out to see them as often as we need to whenever they're home. So they're 25 minutes away from our offices. So it's, it's great to have the team close. Players are a little bit older. Competition is a little bit more than it was in, in the past. Um, there's been some great baseball there. And you have an interesting manager, a new manager in your system, Greg Desenzo, who comes directly from the college ranks. And we're seeing this more and more um, in the major leagues. There's some pitching coaches who come directly from the college ranks, but Greg was at Holy Cross as the head coach there. And what's allowed him to stand out and make him a good fit for this particular group of players? Number one, he cares about the players. And he sees them as individuals and a team. But as individuals, he's working on their specific goals and helping them reach towards our organizational and personal goals of being contributing major league players. So it's fun to watch him really dig in, create environments for players to improve. And he cares about them. And you can, and that comes across directly when you see it. And how does that college background help him and, and, and help the Indians too? Well, he's had lots of experience with a, a mature player, guys who 
people who have been around the game for a little bit longer uh, in Lake County, we're, we're somewhere between 20, 24 is our average age of players. So somewhere in there. So he's familiar with that adult player, adult learning um, and responsibilities of the player. And he's done a great job of, of partnering with them towards their goals. Well, let's get right into some of the players at, at Lake County this season. And let's begin with Will Brennan. I know that was someone, a left-handed bat with a little bit of pop. And uh, what are you seeing there from Brennan in terms of his background that's allowed him to, to have some good success this season? Yeah, mature player came in from college a couple of years ago. Um, he's always been a guy who's put the bat on ball. And this year, he's added some extra pop to it. So balls are, are flying. Uh, line drives are turning into home runs at times. Um, but he's going to give you a competitive at bat. He can play all three positions in the outfield. He does it with a smile on his face, and uh, he's fun to watch. A couple of familiar names that uh, we've seen on occasion in Major League Spring Training finishing up exhibition games, but also at the minor league level too, Jose Tana and Brian Rocchio. And uh, how's their progress going as they make their way up the minor league ladder? Their progress is going as expected, um, and maybe – just a tick above that. So Jose Tena, Brian Rocchio, Aaron Bracho are all in the same international class. Uh, so that you've heard, may have heard a lot about Aaron Bracho, but Jose Tena is right up there with those guys. He plays shortstop, second base, third base. Um, he's get, he's gotten bigger and stronger over the last two years. So he was one of those guys who came into spring training. And you're like, wow, he's made some, some great adjustments to his body as he's matured. And he's been fun to watch as well. Quentin Holmes, a former top draft pick of the Indians out of Queens, New York. So a different kind of baseball hotbed, I'm sure. And development-wise, he's making those steps up the ladder. And, and what's gotten him now to the Lake County level? Well, first of all, Quentin's going to give you some great defense. He has plus speed. He's a, he's a high-quality teammate, and he's a, a plus worker. And being able to pull that together – um, with what's happening at the plate offensively now that he's coming off of a little bit of a setback from an injury standpoint. Um, we're really excited about him being able to play consistency, consistently uh, to continue his development. Joe Naranjo, one more position player that we'll, we'll touch on. Uh, when you look at him, at the on-base percentage just jumps out. And, and uh, what type of hitter are you seeing there from uh, Naranjo? Well, Naranjo's a guy who we were really excited about early on. He got... He was hurt in the offseason. I believe he hurt his hand or, or something of that nature. So we really didn't get a lot of time to spend with him in spring training. But he and so we didn't know how he was going to adjust to this high A level. But he came in, as you've said, and, and impressed. And again, he gets on pace, which is what you want, um, and play some good defense at, at first base as well. And wanted to sneak one more in there, position player wise, George Valera, who uh, we've seen uh, quite a bit. Uh, last year at, at the summer camp uh, before the season got going and in spring training as well. Uh, how's his progress going, and, and what do you see from him uh, potentially down the road? So George Valera is one of those guys where, I mean, it's there. I mean, he's going to give you – he can play all three positions in the outfield. He has a, a strong physical body and presence. He'll be able to – I mean, he makes contacts, hits, hits the ball hard, and, and he's an overall hard worker. So it's all there. Um, he's had some injury sets setbacks here and there now he's able to string a few games together starting this week he's coming back from from a few things but now he's healthy and ready to go and we're excited about george's progress 
James Harris joining us, Indians Vice President of Player Development. All right, on the pitching side, uh, some good experienced college arms, uh, college drafted players who are there. And uh, let's start with a familiar name, but a different pitcher, Logan Allen, not the Logan Allen who, who made the ball club out of spring training, but uh, selected last year. And boy, you look at his numbers after five starts and they are impressive. And what have you seen from him so far? Well, we call them 2.0 so we don't get them mixed up because both of them are really good pitchers that someday we'll, we hope will pitch for us in Cleveland. But, hey, he's 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 the lefty out there. And when you when you see him, he, he kind of has like the little the, the shaggy hair. But, I mean, it's an, it's a competitive guy out there on the mound. We're really excited about what, it, what he's done for us. Um, he's really challenged hitters at this level. And at some point we'll be thinking of how we can challenge him potentially even a higher level. Mason Hickman, a recent draft pick out of Vanderbilt, and, and he has the good numbers across the board after five starts. When you, you get a pitcher from a program like that, uh, what are you getting that, that allows them to kind of hit the ground running in pro ball? Well, Mason came from the SEC, and we have another pitcher that I'm sure we'll talk about that came from the SEC as well. They played high-level baseball against good competition in front of crowds, um, with pressure on the line as they compete for championships in, in, in Vandy. So when you go from that or large crowds to, to Lake County, like he's seen the pressure, he's seen um, competition. So this is just another step in his development in pro ball, like little bit different, but not, not too much for, for those guys who are coming from SEC ball. And you mentioned that Tanner Burns is, is the other pitcher there out of Auburn, a top draft pick a year ago by the tribe. And uh, his numbers look good. And, and what are you seeing maybe inside the numbers that, that have you encouraged from Tanner Burns? Same thing. He's, he's attacking hitters. He has a mature approach. Um, zone rates are, are where we want him. Or, I mean, he's going to get in there. He's going to compete. And it's, it's awesome to, to kind of see those guys night after night. It's like, I mean, if you just go through that rotation, um, whatever night you go to Lake County, you're going to see some, some competition there. And, which just allows our team to, to, to compete. And you mentioned that, and, and I know at the major league level sometimes uh, the Indians have had some rotations over the years where it just keeps rolling over to one good arm after another, and they kind of feed off each other. It, does that happen at, at the minor league level too uh, among pitchers? Absolutely. So they're working on things individually, um, whether it be fastball command or trying to command their, their breaking balls or, or whatever we to, – to own their – their mechanics so whatever those things are they're they're working on them at that level but they're also competing and trying to help their team win so they want to be able to go out there work on their individual stuff but also compete at the at the team levels it's it's no different than what it would be in college or any other level so it's exciting to watch those guys always fun to visit with james harris and get some perspective and insight into some of the young players in the system and whew, how about that pitching staff at Lake County. Some good stuff going on there. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosary Report. As always, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Bart Swain, Courtbury Trip, Austin Contrulis from Indians PR for uh, sending us on our way each day and uh, helping you out. No uh, podcast with the off day on Thursday, so our, our next Rosary Report will come your way on Monday. Of course, Tribe Talk gets you through the weekend as that downloads on uh, Saturday. So, as always, I'm Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks so much for listening and downloading The Rosie Report. This has been The Rosie Report. 